Hi, I'm Tiffany, 19 years old. And I'm Angelina, 22. And welcome to My Sister the Therapist. Woohoo! So, how are you, Tiffany? <laughs> um, I'm doing swell. I had four midterms this week, and I want to go to sleep. Oh, but how are you? How was your midterm week? That sucks. Midterm week during the election week. <laughs> I know. No one, like, none of my professors cared. But yeah, how was your week? Yeah, it's fine. Uh, no, it wasn't fine. I don't know. It's been the worst week. I think because of my PMS and the election. No, this is what it is. Yeah, it's you've like, been off. Yeah, I you know. You've noticed, right? I'm just angry. I'm angry at everything, everyone. I think it definitely has to do with men, as usual. Yeah. Like, no yeah, man in particular. you're definitely lucky I'm ditzy. Just the like, entity of men. I also don't care. I just move on after the next message, just so you know. Do you see her getting defensive? I've been dealing with this all week. I'm talking to a cancer. I'm not the sensitive one around here. Anyway. <laughs> okay, Virgo. <laughs> I do I don't have Virgo vibes. Brings every episode back to astrology. <laughs> Shut up. We'll transition to that later. Anyway, oh, I did get new glasses today, which was very nice. Oh yeah, they look a lot more straightly aligned. They're okay. Well, for the for the podcast listeners, um, I have a history of sitting on my glasses. <laughs> I literally have like screenshots of every single time she sat on her glasses. By accident, just like, and she's been sober for all of them. <laughs> I'll just like if I need to like pee or something or like do something. Like my desk is so cluttered that I don't know. I just have this weird thing where I put them, put glasses either on my chair, <laughs> or I put them on my bed, mostly my bed. But like I forget that they're there <laughs> because like no, it's remember, just <laughs> remember when I can't, I can't. Remember when I catapulted myself onto your bed and I broke. Side of your glasses oh off. One of the legs. <laughs> I have tears in my eyes. <laughs> and also, I wasn't young. This was like in quarantine <laughs> two months ago. Also, you bent one of my favorite books, like the cover of my book, that <laughs> dump truck ass. The way I got up, and you're like, no, the salt. <laughs> also, you tore my vibrator. <laughs> Destruction follows you everywhere you go. And it's happened the same way every time. Dude, what's wrong with you? Because Tiffany just has this thing where she can't, like, sit. She, like, she, like, flounders. Like, she feels the need to, like, move when she's sitting. If there's space, why not take advantage of it? Yeah. (laughs) Actually, I'm sorry. I just thought of why these ones broke. (laughs) Literally, it was so sad. I sat on them, and when I pulled them up, they were flat, like, 2D glasses. (laughs) It was so bad. And then it got worse when Tiffany sat on it. No, she whatever she did, she like like launched herself onto my glasses. And then one of the little metal parts that holds the thing like a hinge. Um It's called a screw. It, whatever. It like broke because of Tiffany's fat dump truck ass. And so I had to Thank you. So I was like asking my parents for glue to like glue it back together, but like they were confident that they could like screw it back in. Um, and they spent about one and a half hours doing it. Like, they had a magnifying glass and everything. But I felt so bad when they were done. It wasn't fixed, by the way. It tore the moment I brought it back upstairs and it fell apart. But I felt so bad that I spent an an hour and a half on it that I just, like, said it was fine. And then I I taped it together and that helped for about two months. And, like, I'd have to replenish the tape every few weeks or so, every couple weeks or so. Um, One time she got mad at me because I, like moved her glasses and the tape like yeah shifted and so it was that so that shifts crazy. the entire frame it's tape 
Anyway, long story short, I got new glasses today. It was a two, no, three-week process. Um, and, you know, first thing I had to do after getting a job was use my insurance. So I got some nice Tiffany frames. Uh, it's almost a cruel, jo- it's a cruel joke on me to get <laughs> glasses that are branded your name. <laughs> but I hope yeah. you don't sit on these. Um, I definitely will if you keep putting them on the chair <laughs> i'm not going to this time anyway uh so yeah that was today and i'm wearing them for the first time apparently my eyesight got better too um so they were saying that like i should wear these for like work and reading and stuff but like when i'm walking in the park i don't like need to wear glasses do they know you're blind <laughs> i mean as you can see we're both very ditzy human beings and also very similar i've gotten that a lot everyone says we laugh the same i personally think we have very similar personalities but guess what we also have the same Myers-Briggs type. To Tiffany's dismay. She was so proud. Let me tell you, this is how it went. She was so proud. She was telling me, like, oh, I just, like, did my Myers-Briggs test or whatever it's called, like, um, and I'm ENFPT. They're the best. Like, oh, like, of course I'm an ENFPT. And then she was like, what are you? And then I was like, I'm also an ENFPT. She was like, what? No, you're not. I took this twice, by the way. I am an ENFPT. <laughs> I've so... taken it, like, four times. We're both ENFPTs. Live with it. <laughs> Anyways, so we, let's dive into the analysis. Yeah, we're just going to look at ENFPT traits, qualities, how they apply to us. And my favorite section that's going to come up later is famous ENFPTs. Yay, it's a surprise to me too. Well, I had to do a bit of a refresher because I don't really remember anything about ENFPTs. But an ENFPT yeah. is called the campaigner. Um, ENFPT stands for extroverted, um, intuitive, feeling, prospecting, and turbulent. Yum. I feel like the extroverted part definitely was a recent development. I feel like I was an introvert in high school for sure. But like, I guess like your, oh, for sure, your me personality, too. I guess, is extroverted though. Because you can be like, what is it when they say you're an extroverted introvert? I feel like that- Yeah, like an ambivert. That's still an extrovert though. Like if you're an extrovert around your friends. Oh, I feel like, because people have said like, oh, like, if you're an extrovert, like, with your friends, but an introvert with other people, I still that ma- think that makes you an extrovert, because that just means you're, like, you, like, like to have a pers- big personality. I mean, yeah, I find that, like, in anything, I just try to talk to people and make friends. Like, I enjoy breakout rooms. I'm the only person I know who enjoys breakout yeah, rooms. Yeah, you're the only person I know, too, because I would... <laughs> it's just funny. Dude, I don't know. And no one wants to talk to me. It's humiliating. You... You, I, yeah, you do love tell, socializing in, like, weird contexts, too. Did I tell you? I feel like the more uncomfortable it gets, the more you like to socialize. <laughs> it's because, like, if no one's going to do it, I will. Okay, I didn't even tell you this, but yesterday, during my discussion, we got put into breakout rooms for my mm-hmm. class, and everyone had their camera off except for me in the breakout room, and I was like, hey, guys, what's up? And then, like, no one responded, and then, like, like the whole time, no one said anything, and then the breakout room, like, leaving like notification where it gives you like a minute and like i was about to say like okay bye guys and then everyone left without (laughs) telling me they all left at the same time i was the only one left in there dude who wants to stay in an online room what's the point they just didn't want to talk i would leave right away like i just want to go back to my own life maybe we're not the same okay enfpt anyway um okay so regarding the turbulent aspect apparently um this personality trait is like the true free spirit. I can see that. You're a Sagittarius. Yeah. I'm a Sagittarius moon. Um, why are we always bringing it back to astrology? It's just like, the I easiest. Don't understand why you it's the easiest metaphor. And what is it? An allegory. And <laughs> she said the stars were a metaphor. They are. What you think they're reality? No. 
it's easy for people to understand. <laughs> Astrology is part of the common language now. Anyway, campaigners are fiercely, or according to the website, campaigners are fiercely independent, and much more than stability and security, they crave creativity and freedom. That probably has to do with our interests. I think that's where we're similar. We both like creative stuff. I feel like we both like to do our own thing. Oh, yeah, and then the site was like, you, um, like the headline for one of the descriptions for us was, you cannot live without fire. I think that's interesting because we're both fire signs, <laughs> bringing it back to astrology. Yeah, I really like that. I yeah. don't know. It's like you have to keep little fires burning in your life, which is actually, I learned a metaphor for like an unhealthy relationship, but I like to think of like my commitments as that way. Like not commitments as in relationships, but just things I do. Like I have to be busy, so I keep little fires burning everywhere. Oh my god, I thought this was so funny. The website over one of the headers literally said, so you think you know the real me? <laughs> and for a little context, you guys. You were so mean to me though, low-key when we were Well, younger. clearly the podcast shows who's the meaner one. <laughs> but anyway. No, I'm making up for all the yeah, years yeah, you bullied yeah. me in my most formative anyway, times when of Tiffany my childhood. Anyway, when Tiffany was in like, what, 8th grade? No, probably younger than that, like 6th grade or something. No, 7th, 7th, I think remembers. it was 7th or 8th. We got in a really bad fight. I don't even remember what it was about. <laughs> no, I remember what we were what? fighting about. Oh God, I, I stopped texting with like caps on because I just like <laughs> saw it on the internet because no. that's when I was on Stan Twitter. <laughs> Stan Twitter. And then you got mad at me. Because you were like, oh, you think you're so cool? Like, you think you're so edgy? You literally f***ing said that to me. You were in high school. You're like, oh, you think you're so cool? Like, it doesn't make you f***ing. Like, and then I got so upset. I was like, why is this bitch bullying me? And then uh, that's when I went off. I was like, what is wrong with you? Like, why are you so mean to me? And then uh, you were like, you're nothing. Like, you're not cool. And then I was like, you don't know the real me. No, and then we got into a verbal argument, remember? Because I remember me saying that to your face. And I and wanted I cried. to laugh so hard, but it wasn't the time. <laughs> okay, I wanted to laugh because of the Camp Rock song. What is it? This is me? Yeah, this is me. The Camp Rock song. That's why I wanted to laugh. Also, this was during Tiffany's goth era. Like, emo era. She would, like... Yeah, vague Tiffany. Yeah, she would edit photos of, like, goth, like, makeup and stuff. So I just thought it was so funny that she was, like, this emo, closeted emo kid <laughs> when she said that. That's literally Yeah, why. and then you know what f- happened is I transitioned back to typing with, like, normal punctuation and capitalization. And then you stopped using caps. And I was like, is this the real <laughs> Ange? Like, anyway, back to the main point. See, they're different. You're she sensitive goes, and I'm dramatic. She goes, the it's sun different. was shining brighter today. <laughs> This, dude, dude, no, after you bullied me for that, Elizabeth Warren literally posted that on her Instagram. She said it as a metaphor, like, like, That's what I was saying it as, and you took it literally. Are we really gonna have a fight during a podcast? (laughs) Okay, when you read my text message, did you actually think that I meant the sun was physically shining brighter? Okay, let me read your text to you. (laughs) I'm gonna pull up the receipt. I'm grocery shopping RN, and I swear the sun is shining brighter for today. (laughs) Word for word. RN? (laughs) Yeah. RN, rap monster. Okay. <laughs> what? RN. I know, that was a joke. You don't know who RN uh, is? I know Fake RN. Fan. <laughs> yeah, I called The way your lip twitched. I'm so annoyed with you right Fake now. You... She says I'm the sensitive one. She got so sensitive over me. I'm not sensitive. I'm just practical. Text. I'm trying to explain myself. Look at her, sensitive. <laughs> you can't. Anyway, so you think you know the real me. What they mean is, um, <laughs> dude, you laughing is just you laughing at your old self, so 
quit it. I can't. So okay. according to the website, um, campaigners go all in with their relationships. And if they fall apart despite their efforts, they can end up plagued with questions about why the relationship failed and what they could have done differently. Without a buoy, these thoughts can <laughs> crush the campaigners' buoy. self-esteem as they sink into depression. <laughs> so I felt this was a bit of a personal attack when they said a relationship that fails sinks you into depression. Um, my bad if I got a little bit hurt. Uh, <laughs> she can't even finish. <laughs> she like waits for me to come in with some humor. But here's the thing is because I feel like sometimes you're like a little too hard on yourself about yeah. why things might have fallen apart. Like I'm talking whether it be relationships or something That's else. True. I just mean in general. Because, like, relationships with anything is how I always interpret these because I don't like men. It might be the F part, the feeling of the intuitive of the ENFPT. Yeah. I think in our relationships, like, we do forget that they are mutual. And we feel... It's not even anybody's fault, but I feel like we both feel, like, responsible for carrying a lot of the weight of maintaining a relationship with friends or romantically. And it might even just be because we're more extroverted and outgoing. Because I do like to take control of these things, you know? But then it becomes your responsibility forever. But, like, do you think you click well with introverts or other extroverts? Oh, no, yeah. My roommate's actually an introvert. Yeah, I was going to say, because I feel like... But I I just feel like... But it's also, like, a nice dynamic when I do hang out with introverts because I feel like because I'm so much louder... And it's not even like I'm yapping all the time, but it's more That's like... That's exactly how I would describe energy is balanced. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just yap all the time. I feel like in a room full of people, I become extroverted when I'm around introverts. But, like, if you put, if you put uh, me next yeah. to, like... I can think of so many examples. If you put me next to, like, a bunch of extroverts, it's, like, too much energy for me to even bother with. Whereas with, you know, oh. it's like everybody's an extrovert, so I'm like... But at the same time... But at the same that. time, if I'm in just a room of introverts, I also need an extrovert who will, like, like you said, reciprocate my energy. But, like, it, it's yeah. so case by case, because yeah. I feel like I have moments where I need to, like, dip. So, maybe that doesn't matter as much. Yeah. I feel like when I have moments where I need to dip, it's, like, I either disappear to go, like, hang out with a different group of people or, like, talk to a different group of people for that time period, yeah. or I literally disappear and, like, do shit like play farm and like ignore all my social media like that like the two sides of me disappearing yeah yeah but yeah well okay here here's what it says next i think that's interesting okay what i'm about to say next refers to like the enfpt feeling like they they're obligated to be solely accountable for relationships okay it says after a trial like this campaigners may be reluctant to open up and commit tiffany and it can take years for a partner hmm. to navigate their bewildering death and intensity, falsely <laughs> believing that campaigners' enthusiasm and apparent openness means that they wear everything on their sleeves. <laughs> the reality of that campaigner's spontaneity, Yank. the seeming inconsistency and erraticism the untrained eye sees isn't a product of flightiness or lack of depth, but the opposite. It is a drive to express ideas about a mystical, all-encompassing energy in the confines of a physical world, and underlying it all is the uniting principle of love, expressed in many different ways, but unshakable and infinite at its core. I did not know I was reading a piece Whoa. of literature today. <laughs> yeah, the person <laughs> copy-edited this Whoa. just went all out. No, that was so funny. Infinite at its core? <laughs> Like, what does love. that even mean? <laughs> anyway, I think I'm that, such a mystery. Okay. I don't even know myself. 
<laughs> I think the part that's interesting about you, though, here, you, because you are just, like, a naturally helpful person, you help. Thank you. you. Know? Like, I feel like you naturally... That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Stop. Weird. <laughs> like, I feel like you are always the helper, like, among your friends. Your friends always go to you for advice. Mm. You always help them with their problems. Mm-hmm. And even though, like, you don't want to, or even if you're going through something, you always help other people, right? Mm-hmm. And so it, it shows you... But the thing is, you recognize that they're not reciprocating that. But you don't do anything because you're just, never you're just helpful. Yeah. And then I think the part that's interesting for me, and maybe even for you too, is like people involved with us like falsely believe that our enthusiasm and apparent openness means that we wear everything on our sleeves. Because I get that a lot. Yeah. In relationships too, I've been told quite a few times like, oh, like you're an open book, right? First of all, that used to piss me off because mm-hmm. I don't like thinking that I'm an open book. But then I realized, like, when I look at, like, back on our relationships, I realized, like, they thought that I was an open book because I was open mm-hmm. about, like, random everyday stuff. Like, oh, today I did all this. Like, I listed out my entire day, right? But you also just talk a lot about your day. Yeah. And, like, no one really does that, if I'm going to be real. Well, that's the thing. I'm, like, <laughs> open about my, like, life. <laughs> Dude, when someone asks how are you, I'm going to answer the question. <laughs> yeah and then you send paragraphs they need to ask like how are you like oh i'm fine like lolk (laughs) no i answer the question you know to be honest anyway but yeah i think that often like 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 creates a facade of me being open when in reality the other person doesn't know how i'm feeling at all also because the number of times i type a message and then delete it i'm talking about romantic relationships now but the amount of times i'll like type a message she's so and then delete it uh-huh. And then say something else way more superficial because I don't want to tell people that I'm depressed. It's like stuff like that where I'm like, yeah, like I definitely don't wear my heart on my sleeve. I do and don't wear it on my sleeve because I'm a very, I do think I'm an open book though, if I'm going to be real. Well, I'm like an open book with like sealed chapters if we're going to go deep into the metaphor. <laughs> You're an open book where like, okay, people know that you like film and like people know you like working on this and stuff like that. But nobody knows how you feel. Okay, but that, I, but I think, yeah, no, that's true. And then where we're different is, like, I like that. Like, I don't want, like, people to, like, peel back the pages and ask me how I am because I'm not going to answer. Like, (laughs) if someone's like, how are you? I'm literally, like, fine, lol you. (laughs) It says, if there's a challenge campaigners Mm. face when selecting a career, it isn't that they lack talent or options or drive. It's that there are so many things out there that are just so cool to them. So it's more mm-hmm. like like too many options, or not too many options, but too many things yeah. that we like that we can't settle on one path. Yeah. I think that's true for me. Probably why I have like 30 side projects no, going on all the time. And like you as well. Yeah, I saw, I read a thing about ENFPs where like we know a little bit about a lot of things. And I feel like when I was younger, that was exactly yeah. what I did. Like I was just interested in like editing videos or like photoshop and then i'll just like teach myself and that's like why i know yeah. a little bit of each thing like now which is like really nice or and i would just randomly like look up egyptian hieroglyphs and teach myself that when yeah. i was like seven yeah um anyway um i thought this quote was funny it was like can't i fly helicopters and be an oceanographer who writes songs and cooks that's how they described an enfpt and i was like whoa <laughs> that's so true because i feel like for us like the whole thing about liking film but also wanting to do like writing and other stuff right yeah i think like also remember that one conversation where we talked about like the different lives we would live yeah like we got the we chance both, to live all of okay them. yeah you guys should know we both had like four we both had like like so yeah. many different ideal lives and they were like very different by the way like one 
Yeah. One for me was like, oh, like move to New York City and become an independent filmmaker. One was like just get a farm in mm-hmm. Scotland or like like move to Paris or something yeah. and write books. So the next section, now that we've kind of covered, well, we did a long chat about ENFPTs, but I thought it'd be funny to see your reaction to about who famous ENFPTs are. <laughs> this, okay, let me preface this whole thing is just gonna explode our ego. <laughs> but let's go yeah i love Dude, i was so excited okay. when i was reading these yeah, I was like, really? you get, like you have um, a superior okay complex. like literally the same vibes as when i found out christopher nolan and obama are both leos i was like sounds about right um i mean you and taylor swift being that sounds right wait what's t chalamet oh he's a capricorn that sounds right he gave me sagittarius vibes because he has like 40 Ew. girlfriends but <laughs> did you see that new picture of him with a hickey and he was getting two coffees. It was so funny. No. He like walked out of this You're cafe with two coffees, and then he turned around, and then on his neck you could see a hickey, and people just put the dots together. That's so young. Like that's so young of him to do. What? <laughs> oh, hickeys? It's just so juvenile. That's a, that's a you thing, definitely. Okay. If you know that you're going, like you're giving a girl like her coffee, like ask her to conceal it for you. You are a celebrity. He probably didn't even know. Sometimes girls don't even know that they gave them. That's true. Okay. Anyway. Okay, so category, writers. Charles Dickens is an ENFPT, and I'll have you all know, A Tale of Two Cities is and always will be my favorite book, so I was very excited that he's what started off the list. That literal whale of a novel (laughs) makes me (laughs) sob every single time from front to back. I literally read, like, the acknowledgements like that book's so good so good the last line the next is samuel clemens aka mark twain i knew that one actually oh you probably did i do enjoy my writers um anne frank is also Uh, okay (laughs) how do they know that from a diary (laughs) (laughs) diary they find out that anne frank is an enfp (laughs) how come you didn't have this this reaction with charles dickens who's from like 200 years earlier than her because that bitch did not write a diary when he was like 14. Like, isn't this so weird? Someone's like isn't reading the diary of Anne Frank to... and they're like, she is an ENF. How is it not weird for Dickens then when she had an actual diary and he wrote novels, like fiction? Okay, anyway, comedians. <laughs> so, uh, Robin Williams, I think we all knew that one. Oh, yeah. Or you sure. and I knew that one. Um, Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> oh. It's not <laughs> Ellen. <laughs> Dude, dude, I swear, if I ever become famous and my ass is like, don't make that intern look me in the eye, I will literally <laughs> just, like, jump into the ocean. Like, Dude, okay, I have to, like, do a deep dive into these conspiracies about her, because I haven't so read a single one, but I've just seen the pictures of her with that little metal bracelet, that anklet. The anklet. Yeah. <laughs> oh my um, god. Ricky Gervais. Okay. Um, Amy Schumer. Jerry Seinfeld are all. I oh. can see uh, Mr. Comedians in Cars getting coffee. Yeah. Okay, actors and filmmakers. J.J. Abrams. Uh, whoa. Walt Disney. He was racist. These creatives okay. coming out here. Okay. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston. Oh, I um, like her. Keanu Reeves. Love. Um, Daniel Radcliffe. And Mr. Robert Downey Jr. Love. He is such an uh, ENFP. He is. I know. I saw that and I was like the face of ENFP. Yeah. Um, Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> also an ENFP too. And then RM. <laughs> RM. Why is it yeah. everywhere? I don't know. 
Um, okay, musicians. Let's see. Oh, he should have been under musicians. Yeah. John Lennon is an ENFP. Imagine. Um, Bruce, Bruce Springsteen as well. Blinded by the light? Wait, I wrote blinded by the light, lol. I was supposed to be in the video moment. How? We weren't in the video. No, because we saw it in a pre-screening. <laughs> we saw it before it came out. Okay, She's whatever. really trying. The directors were there. Okay, Continue. well, you don't care. Anyway, Gwen Stefani and Cher. Gwen Stefani. Um, and Cher. Famous, I don't need men quote. They're like dessert. You said, a man is not a necessity, a man is a luxury. Like dessert. <laughs> yeah. A man is absolutely not a necessity. Did you mean that to sound mean and bitter? Oh, not know? at all. I adore dessert. I love men. <laughs> I think men are the coolest. But you don't really need them to live. Share. Yeah. Do you believe in love? Uh, Ozzy Osbourne is also an ENFP. <laughs> it just made me think of your hair when I saw Ozzy Osbourne. Because Tiffany used to have short oh. Osbourne hair. Hey, hey. Um, I had a moment um, or two. Anyway, Justin Timberlake also. <laughs> your king. Suit and tie. Um. No, it was so funny because, like, I, after I got his name, I was listening to Mirrors the entire time when I was making this list. Mirrors Dude, is so I don't so know why. Good. He got, like, a resurgence on TikTok because now all these TikToks are like you. They're like, if your man plays the song, he's the one. And it's like, <laughs> Mirrors, your fucking suit and tie. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Politicians. Oh, no. Fidel Castro. Well. Um. Che Guevara and Rachel Maddow. Okay. Quite um, interesting. Um, there was also an athlete section, but I skipped it because we don't know any <laughs> athletes. I think Yao Ming was on the list, though. Nice. Um, okay, my favorite one is fictional characters. Oh, yeah. So the first one on the list was Poe from Kung Fu Panda. <gasps> I literally am Poe. I am Poe. I feel like you're Poe's dad, but I can see no, that No, I'm too. literally Poe. The way he did the splits just to get the dumpling, you're <laughs> lying. get the cracker in the top shelf. Oh, whatever. That was literally me. Willy Wonka. Uh-oh. Um, He's kind of a predator. Genie. Uh, yeah, uh, but... Genie, yes. Genie, which is ironic because Robin Williams is also mm. an NFP. He was the character. Um, Harley Quinn, Ron Weasley. I would not have guessed Ron. Oh, what? You've read the books? Uh, I was literally <laughs> going to make that joke for myself when you made it. Good. <laughs> you humiliated yourself. Um, oh, no. I was going to say earlier, I think it's interesting. I love the uh, fictional character one because we both... I think some of you guys know what we're talking about, but there was like a whole personality quiz that was trending, like oh. your fictional character matching your personality. I got, um, for my top, I got Joe March and Tiffany got Amy. Oh, Which yes. I thought was so interesting because those are both of our respectively favorite characters. I, I like Joe, she Amy likes Amy. March. I have like a firm belief that like anyone who misunderstands Amy March just misunderstands the entire movie. I well, swear. her point, her point with the movie was to basically reframe amy march even though she wasn't the quote protagonist like joe her point was that people did misunderstand amy wait i feel like she it was an interesting interview because i think it was because of meryl streep because like yeah you told um, me this greta gerwig like sat down with her to like meet with her about her role and she was like and then like queen meryl streep was like you know the point of amy right and she was like the point like in the novel people thought she was just like a money hungry gold digger Mm -hmm. but they need to understand that that's 
that was the time, you know? Mm-hmm. No, like, yeah. I, I think, like, like marrying for money is literally, like, at that time, even, like, now, too. It's, like, she, yeah. it's a tough world out there. And she just had to be, like, a practical person. Like, she yeah. was a very practical person. And in many ways, like, doing that wasn't for herself. Exactly. I'm gonna rewatch the movie sometime. Oh, I think I would cry. I think it's on Amazon Prime. <gasps> okay. Yeah. Oh, wait. So, who between Joe and Amy are ENFP? Oh, none of them. I was just saying that. Oh. I just. The fictional characters thing just made me think about that. Yeah. I mean, like, if I really had to boil it down to one person on this list, let me take a look. <laughs> you know, I feel like I'd go with genie because i'm really just there to have a good time and then like i accidentally mess things up and then i have to fix oh my it God. but oh i don't my know God. i also He's like, like a boisterous personality yeah i don't think i'm that pessimistic anymore i used to be like super pessimistic. you used to be such a cynic but i feel yeah. like now you're like greener what a glass half full <laughs> wait that greener part glass half full. wait the the bojack episode the depression one where mr mr peanut butter is the face of depression and then he picks up he was like am i depressed he picks up the glass and he goes glass half full and he was like, I'm not. <laughs> i was like that was so dude funny. that episode is so good yeah it was really good but yeah what do you what do you identify with the most oh i'm not gonna pick because i don't really know mm. i was i was happy though to see robert downey jr um, yeah but i maybe it's just my toxic trait of like idolizing tony stark actually no i don't idolize him because he reminds me of elon musk but um <laughs> <laughs> i i was Why excited would you to ruin see him for me like that i was excited to see Ch- uh charles dickens as well yeah i was what, very excited with charles dickens i don't know anything about charles dickens yeah. other than the fact that he wrote good books like, I he was a rags to. I wrote my final paper on him. My literally my oh, last class in Stanford ever. Nerd. <laughs> he was a rags to riches little boy. Little boy. I think it's interesting going into our Myers Briggs test, considering we've been focused on our personalities based on the stars. It's mm-hmm. interesting to see it based on like an actual or somewhat feels more grounded quiz that people will accept. <laughs> I still think. Well, I think it's interesting because with a Myers-Briggs test, it does feel more grounded because it's like, okay, I like answered these questions based yeah. on my personality, mm-hmm. whereas like astrology is like you were born into it. But for some reason, I have this weird thing where I like, I uh, again, I'm like somebody who likes fiction instead of like more than I like nonfiction, right? Mm-hmm. So I like magic and like mysticism over mm-hmm. like black and white. This is the answer. So I have this weird thing where I really like being like, oh, my astrological sign is a Leo, therefore that explains. Mm. my personality because that just feels more fun because you don't well, know it's a lot. also like i feel like in astrology like you can change based on like the season so it's a little more like varied up to the time yeah yeah and then whereas this yeah. one is just like a label but i i actually like love asking people for their myers-briggs when i meet them i don't but i should <laughs> yeah you definitely should it's nice because i don't know it tells you a lot about them well work um some job places do it even for my work they made me take like a personality test to see if you like fit in with like company culture oh yeah yeah yeah. anyway now that i have my new glasses your spoiled tiffany glasses uh start editing this podcast (laughs) yeah i think we both had a long week though yeah anyways well that was a really fun (laughs) episode to uh, record I actually think I learned more about myself just by talking yeah. for like an hour, but definitely start asking people what their Myers Briggs are. You should. You I should. Don't know. I feel like because I have a hard time remembering mine. Because our perfect so. match, I think, is ISTJ or INTJ. It's really? one of those two. 
Yeah. Ooh, and I have like three friends who are those and I'm like, oh. Anyway, how do you feel about us being the same? I think I think it makes a lot of sense actually. It does. Like we have our own lives. Like I, I feel like our individual lives parallel with each other are quite interesting. They're quite similar without us even realizing it. Yeah. No, but I anyway, agree. That was it for today's episode. Hope you uh, enjoyed. We hope you enjoyed. It was a little bit more. Uh, for once, we actually analyzed ourselves as our yeah, title the point would suggest. Of the episode, I was like <laughs> digging in, in the depths of my brain, like trying to remember stuff about myself that could maybe possibly explain some of these things. But yeah, that concludes today's episode. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back with more next week. Bye. Bye. Take care. <laughs>